You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone. What's up? I hope all is well. Welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We're recording on Tuesday, January 18th. It's about almost 11 o'clock a.m. and the Eagles 2021 season has officially come to an end. They have been officially eliminated from the 2022 NFL playoffs. They got blown out by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday afternoon. The final score 31 to 15. And if I'm being completely honest, this was a really tough match to watch. I'm sad that the season is over because it was fun talking about the team each and every week. And there's many different reasons to blame for this loss. Nick Sirianni's play calling, Jonathan Gannon's defense, Jalen Hurts struggled. But, you know, it's okay. We're going to look ahead to the future. On the bright side, the Eagles do still have three first-round picks in the 2022 NFL Draft. They have the number 15, number 16, and the number 19. So that's exciting news. But on today's episode, we're going to recap what we saw from Jalen Hurst in that wild card game, touch a little bit on what we saw from Tom Brady, and we're going to discuss the offseason. There's a lot going on with the birds right now. Do they stick with Hurts? Do they go elsewhere? Do they look elsewhere? What do they do with their draft picks? So we're going to talk about all of that today. Don't forget to rate, leave a written review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media at BGN underscore radio, also on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. Also, we have some very, very exciting news today to share. BGN Radio has been officially nominated for a podcast award, and we really need you guys' help to vote. There's three easy steps that you can follow to vote for BGN Radio. If you are a lover and supporter of this podcast feed, I'm going to have all of the steps right in the podcast description for you guys to vote. You just have to register at sportspodcastawards.com, go to the best team category and vote for BGN. So pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Help us out and vote for BGN radio. But I'm your host, Rachel Prevett. I'm joined by my amazing co-host, the one and only QB expert, best to do it, Mark Schofield. How are you doing, Mark? What's up? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Rachel. Congratulations to everybody at BGN for, for the nomination. I mean, it's an honor to be nominated. We'd like to win. So so please, gentle listeners, please, please go vote. Uh, the, the ways to do that, Rachel is going to put them in the links, but she just walked you through it. It's pretty easy. Um, doing well. I'm going to kick off today with a, with a song lyric. And there's a part of me that wants to, if not remind people, perhaps introduce people to the Cheers theme. Now, you all probably know, gentle listeners, you know, it's a nice, jaunty, happy tune where everybody knows your name. Dig deeper. Read the full lyrics. I'm actually not going to reference them because they're extremely dark. But our good friend Michael Kiss tweeted them out this morning. I will just I will just snip one line from it, okay? And your shrink ran off to Europe, okay? That's a line from the full 
version of the Cheers lyric. So if you think it's this happy, jaunty tune, it, it's a lot darker than that. But I'm actually going to go with Tom Petty today. Um, every day you get one more yard. You take it on faith. You take it to the heart. The waiting is the hardest part. And we, Rachel, have now entered the waiting part of the season. Because as you sort of teed up, there are decisions to be made. There's draft capital to be used. There are decisions to be made about Jalen Hurts, which I know we're going to talk about. But we're all sort of in a waiting mode, waiting to see what happens. We've obviously got some draft stuff that will start happening over the next couple of weeks. We've got Shrine Game in Vegas. We've got Senior Bowl. Then we'll roll into Combine, Pro Days, all of that stuff, which we will, of course, have covered for you here at BGN. But this is when moves will be made, decisions will be made, and we're just left to sit and wait. I think that was perfect. Yeah. Off-season starts now, and we yep. have a long way to go until the start of 2022 season. So I think that was a perfect quote. Yeah. And, you know, I know, I know we're going to get to it, so I don't want to step on, on your toes here. But, yeah, yeah we're sort of in that waiting mode now where it's just like – and I know people have already started to dig in on where they think the team should go, and that's great. Um, and we'll talk about it. But yeah, we're in weighted mode now. Yes. I chose lyrics from The Lion King. And I always butcher the name, but Rafiki, I think that was the character. Rafiki, name. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the quote says, oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or you can learn from it. And looking back on this season, now that it's officially over, there were a lot of bright spots, but there were some some areas of hurt and pain from it as well, especially as an Eagles fan, because you don't know the future. Like the future is still uncertain in regards to the franchise QB and head coaching staff, whatever you name it. But I think that there were a lot of lessons learned from this season. We we got to see Jalen Hurts improve. We got to see Nick Sirianni and what he was able to do with this team in his first year as a head coach. So there were many bright spots, and I think that there are lessons learned that you have to take into consideration moving forward. Like, you can't just uh, disregard some of the lessons that we learned. You have to factor them in in order to make smart decisions moving forward because you can make a decision that puts you backwards in regards to, like, draft picks or whatever. We're going to get there, but take into consideration what you learn from this season and build on it. Yeah. No, I I think that that's well said, and – you know, with, with respect to this game on Sunday, um, watching it Sunday, rewatching it last night, and we're watching it again this morning. The overwhelming feeling that I that I had, and I don't know what you would say to that question, but was frustration in a sense. Like all the things, and, and this is very hurt centric here, but all the things that we talked about over the run of this show, starting back in August to now, about where he needed to improve how he was improving, the steps that he was making, you almost felt like he forgot it all. Like you almost felt like he just forgot all the good development that he had shown primarily in the back half of the season. You know, and, and we can point to specific plays, we can sport and break them down and stuff. But the reality of it was when you see him forget to trust the pocket, when you see him immediately pull the football down, when you see him late with reads, late with throws, get sloppy at times with the mechanics. A lot of the throws that he missed high, that front foot, that front leg, and all of that was just kind of off. He just seemed off the entire game. And then he comes in after the game with the walking boot on, and you wonder, okay, is there was there an injury that was perhaps worse? You know, especially lower body mechanics, you have a lower body injury, that can show up. But more than anything else, I just felt 
felt frustrated. It, and there were other things to be frustrated with. The defense, sure. I mean, that open and drive when they're playing eight yards off and they're just giving up completion after completion in front of them. And they get his defense sort of adjusted a couple of times, but it just wasn't enough. Jalen Ragor, I mean, like, yeah. And it wasn't even just like the, the miscues on like punts and stuff. Like, remember last week we talked about flood concepts, right? Vertical, sail, shallow, right? Like three-level read. You want to run it against them because they play single high coverage, a lot of cover three stuff. That's a great way to get that intermediate out open. They had one dialed up where you've got Devonta Smith, who's going to be open on that out route. Rager's running the vertical, and he's kind of like jogging. And so the timing of it sets up where the corner, who's supposed to get pulled deep downfield from Rager's vertical route, is still in position to make a, a play on the out because – as Smith's breaking to the outside, Rager's still just kind of working his way up the sideline. If he's 10 yards deeper where he should be, that's open. So Hertz can't throw it, and he has to check it down. And so people will wonder, why can't they throw it to Smith? They had stuff dialed up, but for a couple of reasons. One of them, Rager running that route that way, it wasn't open. And, and so for me, the main word was just frustration. I, I was just frustrated watching it all. I was frustrated watching it live. And maybe it's because I saw my team get absolutely destroyed on Saturday night so I wasn't in the best of moods, but for me, frustration was the, the word of the day. I think frustration was good. And I, it was also just embarrassing because you already yeah. talked about it, backtracking to looking at Hurts. When you look at his box score, it doesn't look like – when you look at the stats, it doesn't look horrendous, but a lot of it he made up for in garbage time, which didn't really do anything. Like it was at right. that point too late. So looking at his numbers, he was 23 to 43 for in his passing attempts for 258 yards with a touchdown and two interceptions. And it was just bad. You already touched about it. Decision-making, timing, accuracy, everything that he had made progress on, making his reads. It's like he just lost it. It's like he forgot it all. So that was the most disappointing and frustrating part because it's like we've seen how far you've came. But I do think it's important to – oh, getting the ball off quick enough. That was one thing yeah. that I was so freaking frustrated about – He's been struggling with that all season, but I think it was highlighted even more because they were playing the Bucks, and we know how good their pass defense is. They showed yeah. no mercy, so it made him look even worse because of how good they are. But I did want to throw this out there. I don't think that it is fair to measure his success based off of this game alone. Because I right. know that because this was the last game of the season, right, of the po well, postseason, whatever, the last Eagles game, it's easy to take this game and run into the offseason. All the commentators, all the hype is going to be surrounded on the last season, the last game alone. But I don't think that's fair because there were a lot of games that he showed us this season that he did extremely well. So I do want to throw that out there, just keeping it, you know, real because all of the headlines right now are talking about his performance solely from this last game and yeah. that shouldn't like that didn't help his case. Yes. Because that's the last thing that you have to, you know, base it off of. But at the same time, it's like, this doesn't define the player that he is. Right. That's, a, yeah, that's exactly right. That's, that's well put. And I, I think coach Sirianni sort of got into that, you know, after the game, he was like, you know, he played more games leading up to this. This is one of the, 17 or so games that he played this year like we can't take this one game and base all of the decisions that this organization will make about the quarterback position and about Jalen Hurts going forward on one Sunday down in Tampa Bay now the 
in a way, the frustration spills over to the offseason because we're seeing it now. You're seeing it. I'm seeing it. People are using this as a basis for making conclusions about what to do about the quarterback position going forward. And no, I do think that you're right, that we need the context of the full season. We need to look at the fact that Jalen Hurts right now is a better quarterback than he was when he started the year. I, I firmly believe that. Now that, you know, the line is not like perfectly up and there might have been a little dip at the end of it, but he's still above where he was. And so I think that's important. And I think going forward, one of the decisions this organization is going to have to make is, is the improvement we've seen enough? For me, I think it is. I think it's enough to say, look, yeah, Jalen Hurts is your incumbent starting quarterback for week one of the 2022 season with all the rights to continue to earn that job and improve going forward. But I don't think it's a guarantee. Like, I don't think it's a guarantee, A, that the team views it that way. And I don't think it's a guarantee that he will continue to improve next year so much that he's certainly the franchise guy. Like, I think the franchise guy question is still an open question. But I do think from right now, from where I sit, he's the guy to start next year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I, I actually uh, pulled a quote from former VGN uh, radio contributor, Ben Solak. He yep. wrote an article for The Ringer, and um, I'm not going to be able to read all of it, but the article was titled, Hearst is a career backup and a spot starts. So he starts off and it says, Hurst should continue getting better, but I'm not sure the offense around him can get that much better. And he goes on and on and on. But towards the end, it says, Hurst is clearly an NFL quarterback. He deserves more starts, more opportunities to grow and better receivers. But on the path he's currently walking, Hurst looks like a career backup and spot starter for a second round pick once billed as a running back playing quarterback. That's a great achievement for Philadelphia. It's a good reminder. Hurts is a step on the path from the failed Wentz experience to another future with a yet unnamed passer. So, like the uncertainty is there. Um, I, I wanted to ask your thoughts on this. Do you think that Hertz has kind of almost reached his ceiling? Like where he is like only going to be good enough to be a backup quarterback. Is he going to be able to develop into a starter in confidence? I, yeah. I mean, I, I love Ben and he's such a great writer. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I don't think he's reached his ceiling. I think there is still a starting quarterback and a good starting quarterback in the National Football League for for Jalen Hurts. I think that is still his ceiling. 
But I think the bigger question is, can he get there? And I'm not so sure that he can. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the trend that we saw this year, the guy that we saw, like, get into his third read, stand and fight it in the pocket, get into the backside dig and stuff like that that we talked about, that guy showed me, that player showed me, those moments showed me he can be a starting quarterback in this league. But the guy we saw Sunday, no. I mean, it's all the issues and the concerns that you and I and everybody else around this team has had, which is he's pulling the football down. Like, go back and watch the Winfield sack, right? Mm -hmm. That was another one of those flood concepts. You've got the vertical. You've got Goddard now on the out route, and the out route is going to be wide open. They blitz off the slot. But the thing is, it's a simulated pressure look. So it looks like they're sending six. But they drop Vita Vea and Adamic and Sue off into underneath coverage. They're only sending four. Boston Scott stays in. He doesn't release into a route. So you've got six to block four. Like, yes, you feel like a blitz is coming, and this is why simulated pressures are so good because from a quarterback's perspective, you're like, oh, man, they're bred six. They're gonna, like, your mind gets sped up. That's why they work, and that's what mm-hmm. happened here because he immediately shifts into self-preservation mode mm-hmm. where if he had just relaxed for a second, not dropped his eyes and – kept his eyes downfield and saw, oh, yeah, the two guys that are really scary, Sue and Vea, they're now in underneath coverage. Like, they're not even coming after you. Mm-hmm. Hitch up in the pocket, throw the out route, the sail route to Goddard. It's wide open. You've got a huge gain. Instead, he sort of pulls it down, starts running around, and he ends up getting sacked. Like, that's that's a career backup. I mean, that's a spot starter type of guy. Like, so Ben's exactly right mm-hmm. with that. And yeah. so I think Ben's ultimate point is, is Hurd's going to get the opportunity to develop and to reach that ceiling in Philadelphia, or do we see this organization get sort of squirreled by the shiny object of Russell Wilson and go after Russell Wilson? And I mean, we had a fun little discussion in the group chat yesterday about Wilson recorded, you know, ads with gritty next winter, (laughs) next fall or spring or whatever, or him running up and down the steps to the Rocky statue before every game, or, Mm. you know, nothing washes down a Geno's cheesesteak like my Russell Wilson. (laughs) I mean, you can write the ads, write themselves. Um, Now, would you, would you trade for Russell Wilson? And this is where I wanted to go. This is exactly where I wanted to go. I, this is so freaking hard. Okay. Personally, I'm not going to switch up now. I've been riding on the Hurts train. So my mindset, and I literally was just talking to Kiss about this before we even started this call. I was saying, I feel like, yes, the option is Russell Wilson because they're not going to go for Watson, hopefully, because that's a whole nother mess in itself. Aaron Rodgers, I don't even think that's an option. But looking at Russell Wilson, I feel like the franchise, like Howie Roseman, okay, he probably wants that. The Wilson, but my concern is that there's other areas on the team that need to be fixed as well, that need help in better players as well. So, I personally would stick with Hertz for the next year and use these three first round draft picks for defense. And I've been talking about that the last few weeks. Linebacker, can we get a pass? rusher you know what i'm saying can we get uh, a cornerback or i mean you could go for a wide receiver i don't know if they're going to do that in the first round but i think defense because i feel like there's this is a team sport and jalen hurts can continue to develop like he's in a good place 
So if it was up to me, I would stick with Hurts for this next season and use those first three drown draft picks for defense. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I don't know. I'm not strong. I don't strongly believe that that's what Howie wants to do. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for Russell Wilson. But yeah, I mean, I'm basically where you're at. I mean, a couple of things we can we can sort of state here. Is Russell Wilson a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, for sure. I, I think that's an easy one. Is Russell Wilson a, a better quarterback to the extent that it's worth paying perhaps all three of those first rounders to acquire him? Yeah, that's a tougher call. Yeah. And you, you, like you laid out, Rachel, this isn't a team that's a quarterback away, I don't think. Mm-hmm. They have other needs. It's not like, say, Denver, where I think you could look at Denver and say, they are pretty close. It's just the quarterback piece is missing. I think Philadelphia, like you said, linebacker, secondary help, another pass rusher perhaps. You know, We have to wait and see on Jason Kelsey. Like, Does Kelsey decide to retire? If he decides to retire, he probably doesn't. I mean, that guy seems like. We've seen yeah. him sprint downfield earlier this year. I think he could play another 10 years. But if he decides to walk away, then the Iowa center Limbaugh, like he looks in Tyson, uh, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, 15 or 16. And so does Russell Wilson fix everything else if you have to give up all of that? I'm not sure that he does. And that's where I'm at. I don't yeah. think that that would solve the problem. I don't. Right. And so, so here's my sort of thinking on it right now. Again, sitting here January 18th. Yeah. You've got three first-round picks. Mm-hmm. You've got some teams, say, in the 20s that, depending on how things play out, maybe even early as 18, that might think, okay, we got to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I know this isn't a quarterback-heavy draft. It's not the time to do it. But when you start getting into the teens and you've got, say, New Orleans at 18, mm-hmm. you've got you know Pittsburgh at 20, Vegas, depending on what they do with Carr at 22, Maybe even Miami at 26, although it seems like they're going forward too. Who knows? But those are some teams that might sort of be in the, we got to get up and get a quarterback because we like the guy that's sort of fallen in range. We're going to make sure we can get him. Mm-hmm. Spin 16, 15, whatever, slide back a couple of spots, pick up an extra future first round for next year. Okay. Now you'll still have three picks in the first round. Mm-hmm. And if teams start moving up to get a quarterback in the middle half of the first round, you'll see some very good players fall. Like, I love Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I, I think he's a tremendous corner. You want to address corner? I'm seeing him sort of in the 20s and mocks right now. You could still get him there. You could get, whether it's Dean or Lloyd, the linebackers from Georgia or Utah, linebackers, mm-hmm. off-ball linebackers tend to fall. You might be able to get one of those guys still after sliding back a couple of spots. You give yourself an extra first for next year. And then that way, if you go into 2022, you decide to go forward with Hurts, and we're sitting here this time next year. And we're like, yeah, look, we're throwing up our hands. It, it's just not mm-hmm. the guy. You've now got two firsts. Yeah. And what people, again, draft classes shake out different ways. The grass always seems greener every single year. It's like next year's quarterback class is going to be even better. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like it's going to be a better group next year. And so you might give yourself two firsts for next year's draft to go get a Bryce Young or you know whoever the quarterback is in next year's draft. Yeah. So that's where my head's at right now. Like you don't need to force a quarterback move here. You could build around Hertz, try to at least, you know, stock the, you know, both sides of the football, maybe acquired extra first for next year. And mm-hmm. if it really goes south and we're all sitting there saying, yep, you know what? We gave it a shot. He's not the guy. Now you've got two firsts to go get a guy. I'm right there with you. Perfectly, perfectly said. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if they do it though, because I, I think you're right, Rachel, mm-hmm. in that, how he's going to look at Russell Wilson and think, here we go. 
Yeah. That fixes it. We know I'm he likes strong sure. passers, strong passers. That's yeah. what he wants. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, but. It's crazy because remember earlier this season, we were talking about a timeline. Okay. When, like, at what point we were looking at him right. given at the time. Yep. They like, oh, Hertz is our guy or Hertz is not our guy. So it was like, dang, okay, the season is over, but I'm still not like ready to give up yet. You yeah. know, so it makes me question like, dang, am I, am I being too, you let, know? Let me ask you this. Your percentage belief that Hertz is the week one starter sitting here right now for next year. Um, I would say like 80, 83. Okay. Because he wasn't terrible this season. That's what I'm, right. that's what I'm looking at. Like he wasn't terrible. So I feel like there's a strong possibility. Yeah, but I also, I, I also wouldn't be surprised though. Yeah, I mean, I'm at like 65. percent Okay. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this way. I was, I was having another discussion. Um, you know, I've seen some people say like 51. percent mm. And you know, I, I look back at my former life as an attorney, right? And you've got yeah. the burdens of proof in a criminal case. We all know it beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. Or in a civil case where it's the preponderance of the evidence, more likely than not. And as I used to tell juries, like in civil cases. More likely than not, that's like 51%, right? I just got to prove this case by 51%. More likely than not. You might think that I'm 49% wrong, but that's all I need. It's not mm -hmm. like a criminal case where I've got to prove like 99%. So if I were trying the case of, you know, state of Philadelphia Eagles fans versus Jalen Hurts, I'd much rather it be a civil case. Yeah. Like more likely than not is where I'm at. I don't think we're at a sort of beyond all reasonable doubt situation. He's the week one starter. I do think yeah. the door is sort of open. Yeah. For a Wilson. I don't I don't think they would go rookie quarterback in this draft. No. I think, you know, it, I don't, yeah. I, None of them are strong. Yeah. So and, if and you would do that, no. I, yeah, I all hell would break loose. Yeah, I mean, oh my goodness. Could you imagine it would be great for the content, but mm -hmm. I could not imagine what happens if they decide we're gonna go all in on Kenny Pickett. Like, I'm gonna I like Kenny Pickett. Yeah. But I'm yeah. gonna go back on my percentage if I'm being honest. Like, okay, more like a 70. Personally, yeah. I want it to be 80, but looking at the and, – and based off of, like, the three-word reactions that we did on Sunday, the fan base is split. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, throw Hurts away onto the next. It's not like that's the majority. It's really split, you know? So you can I, see – I think in sort of reading through Eagles Twitter, I, I think there are a lot of people that sort of recognize what we're talking about, which is – you know, Russell Wilson is great, but he might not fix everything. This mm -hmm. rookie class is intriguing, but not anybody that you're looking at. If this were last year's draft class I, and they had the three first round picks, I, I think the discussion is easy. It's like, go right. get Trevor Lawrence, like, go get any Justin Fields, whoever you like, go get that guy. Right. I, I think that's an easier discussion. But instead, no, they, they decided to roll forward with Hurts mm -hmm. and stock up for this year's draft class. Mm -hmm. But the quarterback class isn't. Like last year's, nope. and so now it's I, I think either Wilson or kick it kick the can down the road another year. Yeah. I think Wilson will be enticing to this organization or to at least some of the building. Mm -hmm. But I, I think a lot of the fans, like you said, that are sort of wait, you know, this giving up on Hurts probably doesn't make sense. It's uh, it's along the lines of because of the situation right now, it doesn't make sense to sort of go all in on Wilson and give up all that draft capital or rookie quarterback. We probably have to give this one more year and see. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I'm hoping for. 
but it's not up to me at the end of the no. day. So, you know, as much I, as I'm, I'm just a guy with a microphone drinking some <laughs> spicy tomato juice. Like, I don't get to make any decisions, kids. No. And I'm, I'm sure a good portion of you gentle listeners are like, thank God. Like, you know, yeah. I get it. I mean, yeah. um, we'll see what they do. Um, but we, don't, we do. Yeah. But no, I mean, I'm like, going to say the only thing is I'm hoping that this decision is a smart decision. Because like I said, you can make a decision and it sets you back. Right. You know how you Roseman's track record. This past draft class, he did good. You know, getting Devontae Smith, like that was that was good. Yeah. But prior to that, he hasn't made the best decision. So I just hope that he doesn't screw it up. Right. And and then, you know, there's a I always try to remind people the people that are making these decisions, they have bills to pay, they have mortgages, they have, you know, kids to put through college and stuff. And so yeah. there is a self-preservation to playing quarterback in the pocket, and mm-hmm. there's a self-preservation to making decisions for an organization. And what do, if if you're a general manager, what do you think saves your job or keeps your job or whatever? Is it sort of played it safe with Jalen Hurts and you know, sort of stalking for next year? Or is it the wild swing for the fence and say, look, I went out and got Russell Wilson. I don't know what more do you want me to do. Yeah. I got us one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Coach yeah. Sirianni got to coach him up now. Yep. I don't know. I mean, yeah. that that's something that's also in the back of my mind, which is, man, if you feel like you're on the hot seat, yeah. you take that swing for the fences. Last question. Yeah. Do you think Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff have done all they can with Hurts? Like this season, we saw that, in the beginning of the season, the focus was like, okay, we're going to try to throw the ball. But they saw that that wasn't Hurst's strength. So that's when they shifted to the run game. And they did what they had to do to build and make sure he was in the best place to succeed. But do you feel like there's – how much more do you feel like they can do to help him develop? Or is it so yeah. at this point only is on Hurts? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not – it's interesting because you're right. Like they made that shift in the midseason, Rachel. And I think that helped them win games and it helped put Hertz in a position to be successful with the toolkit that he has right now. But he's got to take a step forward. And it's it's not like they're calling concepts that don't have stuff for him to get to on the backside or don't have things that are breaking open if he just gives him like the stuff that the, the reads and throws and the routes are there for him to hit. Mm-hmm. So now it's a com- incumbent upon him to start. Hitting him, but it, it's and it starts today. I mean, yeah. it's it started yesterday, right? And I am sure. Look, I know Quincy Avery is private quarterback coach. Well, I am sure they're working on this stuff right now. If even if he can't go because of his foot or whatever, they're working on watching film and saying, "Look, man, I'm sure Quincy's in his ear right now. You got to trust this pocket, like mm-hmm. four man pressures, things like that. Like you've got to trust your pocket. Step up, hitch up, and make a throw. Like mm-hmm. and Quincy highlighted how over the course of the year, the stuff we highlighted. He was doing it. He got away from it Sunday for whatever reason, you know, comfort, injury, <laughs> I don't know. defensive schemes. He was, you know, in awe of Tom Brady. Whatever it was, he got away from it. He's got to get back to that. So I think yeah. really the the work for all young quarterbacks, Hurts included, it, it's a January to August thing. Like, like you've yeah. got to put that. We all saw what Josh Allen did Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are now trying to say, oh, well, you know, we got to find the next Josh Allen. Maybe Hurts can take that year three leap like Allen took. And yes, Brian Dable deserves some credit for it. And, and the continuity with Dable and McDermott and Allen, that certainly plays a role. And Hurts talked about that now, like fourth offense in four years or something like that. But Allen also did a ton of work 
in the offseason with Jordan Palmer working on mechanics, working on, you know, reading stuff out, like getting comfortable in the pocket, speeding up his decision-making and his, his ability to work through progressions. Hertz has to put that work in too. And I trust that he will. You know, he wants to keep his job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I think Sirianni, the coaching staff, did what they had to do to win games, but they also have stuff in place that he can hit on these mm-hmm. concepts. Now he's got to get more comfortable and actually start doing that. Not just flashes here and there that make us think, yeah, he can be the guy. Flashes all the time that prove to us he is the guy. Consistency. Yeah. We need that. And we've been saying that all, all season. Yeah, we, we, we started with the first show, consistency, yeah. right? Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, I mean, his, like you said, his third season starts, it started yesterday. So, and he said that in his press conference, in the yep. press conference. So he knows what's what's up. Yep. Um, it's just, I hope that he's given the opportunity to show us. And we won't know until April. We won't know until no, we know. Until, yeah, until we know. Yeah. I mean, we got so. free agency in March. And so yeah. that's yeah. when things start happening. Yeah. So, but we're going to be here. To ride it out with you guys, yep. you know, each and every week we're going to be touching on it, you know, keeping you guys updated on what's going on. So make sure that you guys stay tuned. Make sure that you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like, leave a review, vote, vote, vote. 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 We need your votes. We need your votes. So that would mean so much. And, you know, we'll be back next week to talk yep. more birds, to talk more Jalen Hurts and just keep you guys to talk draft. So. Yep. Fun times, kids. Fun yeah, times. Any worries, Mark. Any and, and, and go read the lyrics to the Cheers theme. The full yes. lyrics. I am telling you, they are, they are dark and tormented, and maybe they'll make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Please go vote. And as always, kids, go birds.